I really think that we are heading into this new paradigm with plant medicines and psychedelics as a whole, where it could truly revolutionize mental health and like healthcare in general, and also deepen our understanding of the mind. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're doing amazing and that your day is off to an incredible start. Really excited to share with you my journey with LSD today. And I actually recorded this episode at the end of August and I wasn't going to release it. I had it saved for pretty much the month of September and I was going to re-record it and was really getting in my head about sharing my journey and my experience. And I felt kind of nervous actually recording the episode itself. Um, So obviously you will hear me say things that have already happened. Like for example, going to Europe, we just got back over a week ago and it was fantastic. Um, But yeah, I was like most creators and entrepreneurs being really hard on myself and just very nitpicky and wanting things to be perfect. And so this is actually one of the first episodes where I sat down and listened to the whole thing. I don't know if any other podcast hosts are listening to this right now, but maybe you can relate. I don't ever re-listen to my episodes because I'm like, oh my God, cringe. I could have probably said this better, or maybe I should have asked this question or there's just so much perfectionism that can be tied up in it. And again, like doubt and, and, um, with the whole creation process. And so I listened to the episode and then I was like, you know what? It is perfectly imperfect and I'm going to go ahead and release it. So really excited to share that with you today. And if you have any questions and if there's anything in this episode that brought up any aha moments or just anything, don't hesitate to connect with me over on Instagram. And speaking of Instagram, I actually changed my handle. I finally changed it. Many of you know that I was trying to get the handle wellness, which, which is taken. And it's so annoying because the person who has that account hasn't posted since like something like 2014 or since 2016. So it's very inactive. Same with the wellness, which that was already taken. Um, so I changed it to holistic wellness witch instead of holistic wellness foodie. It just made sense because we've got wellness witch in there, which is the name of the podcast and some of the rebranding. And then of course my actual business name is holistic wellness. So it all works. And so I changed it. And if you've been tagging me or any episodes or anything you've been wanting to share and tag me in, obviously I so, so appreciate it. And you can do so and connect with me at holistic wellness, Witch. so our episode let's officially dive in. I feel like after the fact, after listening to it, there were, there were so many things in addition to that night and that day that had happened that uh, like didn't come to me until after the fact, like the fact that it was actually a full moon and it was 
just so beautiful how it, the, the full moon was actually the, the following day after I did LSD. So like the energy leading up to that was definitely a powerful energy. And I remember lying in our bedroom at night and at like three in the morning or something, I woke up and the moon was just shining into the room and it was, the light was just so bright and so beautiful. And it was kind of this confirmation in a way that like everything was meant to happen in in the right time and space that it did. And the moon energy is also very feminine energy and obviously because it plays a role with our lunar cycle. And so I felt very much connected to that full moon. And it was just this just really beautiful experience. So I'm happy to share it with you guys today. And uh, without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody. I hope your day is off to a great start. Today, we're talking about LSD. Yes, we're going to go there. I did LSD back in July when Gayton and I went up to the cottage for the week And I really want to spend some time sharing with you my experience on LSD because I think that we are really heading into this time where talk about psychedelics and plant medicines is more prevalent, which I think is fantastic because there is really a lot of hope and new science around how psychedelics can actually support addiction and depression and just mental health and what it can even teach us about consciousness and transcendence. And if you really want to dive deeper into these medicines and these psychedelics, I definitely recommend checking out Michael Pollan's book called uh, Change Your Mind. How to Change Your Mind is what it's called. And there's actually a mini series on Netflix also called how to change your mind. So he really breaks it down beautifully and dives into the history and into the science and speaks to different leading experts in this field. And I think it's just really, really fascinating. And I think that there's just a lot of like stigma around it. And I think by us sharing our stories and our experiences with psychedelics, it could really help to number one, educate other people but also help to maybe just answer some questions that you may be having in regards to doing psychedelics. I have been now experimenting with psychedelics and plant medicine for quite some time. Uh, I mean, with ayahuasca specifically and with mushrooms specifically and some other medicines and whatnot, like in the past two years. Um, But growing up, and like in my my youth and in my teens and my 20s, you know, I was never really quote unquote into like drugs. That wasn't really my thing. Um, sure, I smoked weed. I did some cocaine here and there. Um, but like it was never really my thing. I was never really into it. I definitely had a lot of friends that did mushrooms. And I do remember trying mushrooms once at, I think it was like a, some like at a friend's party or something like that. And I threw up and like, I just felt really ill and gross and I just didn't love the way that it felt. 
And I know that also a lot of people use these medicines, especially when you think back into your youth, perhaps, you know, you played around with some of these medicines and these drugs and whatnot. I don't love actually using the term drug because I think there's like a bad connotation we have around that term. And these are just so much, it's more powerful than that. And so ultimately you get to view it and choose how you want to view this in any way that you want and what makes sense to you. You might actually be listening to this and be really um, just not in agreement into what I have to say, or you know, we just might be on totally separate pages and, and that is totally okay. So if you want to stick around here and listen to this with an open mind and an open heart, then great. But otherwise, if you're going to just stick around and make a judgment around me or these medicines, then perhaps maybe it's just not the right time for you to dive into this episode and and listen to this to this conversation we're going to have today. So um, I'm getting a little off track. I don't know where what I was saying earlier. I was saying how basically I think that in our youth, if you've played around with some of these medicines, a lot of the time we were using them because, well, we wanted to get high, right? And I'm actually really thankful that I'm at this, in this period in my life where I, number one, I'm very rooted and grounded in my life, in my well being, in my health, in my relationships, and, you know, very connected to self and who I am and my intuition and all of that, that I could really use these medicines as a opportunity to dive deeper into my myself, into my own consciousness and to dive deeper into transcendence and, you know, whatever that may look like and explore these other realms that I know are accessible to us, but perhaps not so much in this 3D world, which is why these medicines can be so powerful for that. And so I'm thankful and grateful that I'm at this place to be utilizing these medicines. And I think that's the beauty that comes with age is that we can we can view them as an opportunity for healing and growth versus just using them to get high. That's not how I use these medicines. Um, I, u- I use these medicines truly as a medicine, as a healing tool, as a self-connection tool. And I'm hoping that you would do the same for yourself. Um, of course, you're open to use them however you want, but I think that there's just so much more to them and beyond them than just, I'm going to get high. So with LSD, uh, otherwise known as basically dropping acid, for the longest time, you know, I was very much against doing LSD because I was letting all this external noise, you know, from the outside world and from people tell me how, oh my God, how bad it is. I can't believe you're going to do that. And, you know, I think that when we actually dive into like the history of LSD, like in the, um, in the mid 60s there was this suppression of LSD there was sort of this like moral panic around LSD and in the mid 60s this led to well decades of suppression and just now i feel like that's really starting to end and that's a great thing because number 1 they can be super healing especially for mental health like i mentioned earlier but Number two, I personally think that there was such this, and this is actually something Michael Pollan dives into, 
there was such this suppression around these medicines because it actually started to open people up. It started to wake people up to the possibilities that are within us. It really started to have us see the world in a different light and to ask questions. And well, ultimately the government didn't like that. And so I really think there was so much suppression of these medicines over the years because it really is having people wake up to a greater purpose and sort of reclaim their power. And we know that the government does not like that. And there's a sense of control. And I think that's why there was so much suppression around around these drugs. And so it's great that now we have so much more research about them. And we're also seeing a lot of microdoses being used to treat mental illness and to support people in, in the process as they move on into the other world as they, you know, pass on and, and their soul is passing on. Um, and also with like depression and anxiety, we're seeing a lot of support that these medicines can really offer us. So with my journey specifically, I, like I said, was really hesitant because I was letting so much of this external noise basically talk me out of doing it. And I had already now been on this journey with doing psilocybin and with ayahuasca, and that had opened me up so much. And even through my ayahuasca journeys, using other medicines in ceremony like Hepe and Sananga and Combo, and I can always dive into some of those into a future episode and explain more of what all of those are. But essentially, in entering into the world of ayahuasca, it really allowed me to experience so many other medicines and just really open, opening me up to all the other possibilities for healing and for growth. And then this led me down the path to trying LSD. Now, LSD isn't a plant medicine, uh, but I actually do hear from a lot of people how it's like really just this like pure drug compared to something like psilocybin where you could really get very tripped out. Uh, psilocybin is mushrooms. And whereas with LSD, it, it could actually be a little bit more on the lighter side. Um, and so anyhow, that was what I decided to listen to finally after quite a few years. I literally had LSD here at home for like two years and I would always kind of look at it and be like, am I going to try this? Are we going to do this? And then finally, I had a friend basically explain to me how it is so much lighter and sometimes with psilocybin, it can be a little bit heavier um, and you can kind of go on more uh, of a deeper journey with psilocybin, but LSD is something that, you know, is going to be a little bit lighter for you to actually even like go outside and, you know, not that you're going to go drive your car or anything like that, but you could go outside and be in nature. And like, you're just going to have a very different experience with LSD than you are with psilocybin as with, you know, any drug for sure. So anyhow, um, I decided to really listen to him and his advice and kind of how he explained LSD. And when Gates and I went up to the cottage in July, uh, we were like, 
we should we should bring some with us. This could be a really opportune time to dive in and experiment. And it's just going to be us. It's going to be quiet. We're going to be outside in nature. It's going to be sunny and beautiful. We're going to be by the water. Like nobody's going to be there to interrupt us or like no parents or friends or people are dropping by. So we don't need to worry about that. So we decided to give it a try. And so basically I'm going to talk you through what my experience was and you know, kind of what I learned through it and how I felt and all of the things. Many of you have reached out asking why I put myo-inositol in my coffee. Now, myo-inositol is closely related to the B vitamin family. It does have this mild sweet taste and it mixes very, very well with water. So you can definitely just drink it on its own. And because it has that little bit of sweetness, this is why I like to add it to my coffee. Now, it has many benefits. It promotes healthy glucose metabolism. It promotes ovulatory function. So it's going to support egg quality as well as menstrual regularity, especially if you are dealing with PCOS. And it's been studied clinically for use in eating disorders, mood imbalances, and it's also great for cardiovascular health. So it's really great for hormonal and metabolic conditions because it's supporting healthy glucose metabolism. And it's also found in abundance in the brain. Inositol is involved in neural signaling and the healthy regulation of several hormones and neurotransmitters. So I use one scoop, add it into my coffee, mix it in. It dissolves really, really well, and it's going to be beneficial for your health, your hormones, your metabolism, and so many amazing benefits from just using one scoop a day. My go-to is the Amayo Inositol Powder from Canprev. You can head on over to canprev.ca to learn more about them, and you can also find Canprev across Canada at all local health food stores. And if you are in the U.S., you can search online for them. Is it too early to talk about pumpkin season? Because I love the Organifi Pumpkin Spice Gold. It is full of restorative and adaptogenic herbs. It's very grounding and it tastes delicious. I love to enjoy a scoop of this in the evening time. Put a scoop into your mug add in some boiling water or your favorite hot milk and mix this up and enjoy it before bed. Now, sometimes I will have it during the day and I'll put a little scoop of it into my coffee. It's delicious, adds that pumpkin spice flavor, the cloves, the cinnamon, the allspice. This is one of my absolute favorite Organifi products. So if you're ready to jump on the pumpkin spice bandwagon, head on over to OrganifiShop.com forward slash wellness, witch and save 20% off. You'll see all of my Organifi favorites listed there on that product page. Check out all of their incredible products and you'll save 20% off with the code wellness, witch. So again, that link is organifyshop.com forward slash wellness, witch. To all of my entrepreneurs tuning in today, I would love for you to join me on my upcoming five-day legendary lead generation workshop. We're kicking off this training on Monday, October 17th, so it's coming up and it's right around the corner. Mark it in your calendars. If you've been spinning your wheels with your business and you've been just feeling a little bit lost in terms of that next level to scale your business and build your confidence around sales. And if you are just feeling a bit overwhelmed and lacking that clarity, I definitely recommend joining me for these five days because we are going to go through all of it. We're going to talk about building your confidence around sales, talking about 
paid traffic and organic traffic and what you actually need to do in the world of social media to get leads into your business, to confidently make sales, to create content, to build your email list. There are so many different layers that come together to build a successful business and brand. And during these five days, it's really about pulling back the curtain and giving you a look at what we do here at Holistic Wellness and being able to show up live every day and provide you guys an amazing training and answer your questions, provide live coaching. We have a great workbook that goes along with the five days. We talk about tech. We talk about really getting into the right mindset for that next level of growth. We talk about overcoming all of the different obstacles that show up in your business, especially when you feel like you are taking two steps forward, but then all of a sudden it feels like you're taking five steps back and all the failures and the difficulties that come with business. So it's an amazing five days. I'd love for you to join me. You're going to get so much clarity and I can't wait to kick it off on October 17th. If you'd like to join for free and grab the workbook, head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash lead gen workshop. That's holisticwellness.ca forward slash lead gen workshop. And I hope to see you there. We started out by taking, I took a quarter. Um, It kind of is on this like little tiny piece of paper that you essentially in sort of one way, you kind of melt it in your mouth. It doesn't fully melt. Melt. I mean, you're going to have to swallow it anyways, but um, it's kind of on this little piece of paper. And so I took a quarter and Gaytan took half. And so, you know, put it under our tongue and it kind of dissolves and, you know, whatever's left, you just kind of swallow and doesn't really taste like anything. And so about 40-ish minutes later, we kind of look at each other and I was like, you know, are, are you feeling anything? And I was kind of feeling a bit um, like slow, I guess you could say. Like when I was looking at things, like things were moving a little bit slower. Like I was kind of feeling it in my head a little bit. And so we kind of looked at each other and I was like, you know, I'm, fe- I'm feeling something, but like not a lot. So I was like, I think I'm going to do the other quarter. And so he did the other half. And so he ended up doing a full one. And so I ended up doing half. And so then we went outside and that day specifically, this was actually right around the full moon. And so the waves that day were just like big and it was amazing. We were right on the water at this cottage that we were at and the waves were just so beautiful and just like crashing in on the beach. And so I put my bathing suit on. I was like, oh my God, like I have to go into the water and for those of you who may know me, like I love the water. Swimming in a lake, swimming in an ocean, it is, it's just so healing to me. And I love the love, love, love the water. Even as a child, like you couldn't pull me out of the water. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I want a pool so badly. I do have our little mini plunge pool, which I love, but the water is just super healing to me. And so anyways, I was like, oh my God, I got to go outside on the water. I got to go crash in these waves. And so the cool thing was where we were, the we were on Lake Erie. And so it's like this crazy sandbar that goes out for like 100 feet, 150 feet. Like it's crazy. Like you could just walk out and it's super shallow. So here are these waves crashing in and I just go running into the water and, you know, crashing into these waves. And the that's when I really started to feel the medicine. And 
it, I just had the craziest smile on my face. Like I'm thinking about it right now. And my cheeks literally hurt so much that day from just smiling ear to ear. And I felt like a child. It was like my inner child came out to play. And Gaytan was sitting back on the beach while I was there, just like running into the waves and crashing into them. And so I had my bathing suit on, but I did also have this, this like shirt, this long shirt over me, um, just because I did have sunscreen on and I was just wearing this long shirt to kind of, you know, protect me from the sun. And, um, I kind of felt like I had this cape on and here I was literally like my inner child running in the water with my cape and crashing in the waves. And then I would look back at Gaytan sitting on the beach and I would just like laugh and smile at him and then like turn back and look at the waves. And I had this like song going through my head and I was singing it like the whole day. So I was like dancing in the water and just like basking in the sun. And I did that for three full hours and it was literally the greatest day of my life. Like no word of a lie. It was so beautiful and so light and joyful and fun And there was this moment where I kind of looked over to the side and saw this little girl playing. And it was like a mini me, like it it was me, but it was my child. And it was, and there she was like crashing into the waves and playing and giggling and laughing. And here I am playing along with her and enjoying it and just basking in this beautiful sunshine and in, and enjoying the the moment. And there was this moment where I wasn't even sure where I'm like, is this me? Or is this actually like my daughter, like my spirit baby? Is this her? Like, is this her here playing with me? And so there was this moment of like trying to like figure that out. And then I had this crazy vision of me being there in the water holding my baby and she was wrapped in the shirt that I was wearing. And as I'm kind of holding her and I have this vision and I'm just kind of standing there, the waves were just crashing in on me and they were literally like crashing into my womb. And it was like the water was just alchemizing any pain and any trauma and anything in the womb. It was just like alchemizing it and clearing it. And oh man, it was just wild. Like, woo, it makes me almost have like want to cry and it brings tears to my eyes because in that moment, I did get very teary eyed. And I had this moment where I was kind of crying, but which I totally am like right now, but it was like joyful, just super joyous and light and beautiful. And it was just very healing. It was so healing and it was so magical. And like I said, I spent literally like three hours out there. The time just flew by. It was just crazy. And so I'm looking back at Gaytan, you know, smiling. And I kept doing that for three hours. And then um, finally I went over and ran to him on the beach. He came into the water a little bit. Um, but he, he had a very different experience. Um, his, 
over time, it kind of got a little bit lighter, but I think initially he was a little bit more in his head about it because I was out there in the water playing and he kind of had this like a bit of this paranoia and this like sense of control kind of come over him and he had to kind of like ease into that and then it kind of like subsided. Um, But not for me. I just like, bam, it hit me and I was like joyful, like childlike. It was just amazing. And so anyways, I went over to, to the beach and I sat with him there and we we're just sitting on the sand and I had the stick and I was like drawing in the sand and drawing all these pictures and trees and flowers and butterflies and, you know, writing our names in the sand and just like playing. And um, we just kind of sat there and looked at each other and started <laughs> laughing. Like we were just full on giggling and we had a little uh, speaker there. So the music was playing and, you know, we we're just like singing to the music and kind of sitting there, like sitting and dancing and playing and laughing. And again, I don't even know how much time really passed. And and then we kind of looked at each other and we were like, should we eat? Like, do we eat now? Are, we, are you hungry? I don't know if I'm hungry. Like we're trying to navigate that and figure that out. And then so finally we decided, yeah, maybe we should go eat something. Because I think by this time, like five hours had passed or something like that. And so we went inside and at this time, like I have no idea how Gaytan prepped dinner. I really have no idea. Because by this time now, things started to like even like transform a little bit for me. So it like the floor was kind of moving and I was seeing fractals and these like rainbows of colors kind of like shooting across my face. And the, there was like, I don't even know how to fully explain it. It was like the air conditioner was almost coming on. It wasn't even the air conditioner. It was, it was something else in the, in the cottage, like something loud came on and then the, and the doors were open. So you could like hear the waves crashing. And like, that was really loud. And then Gaytan's in the kitchen and I could hear like pots and pans. And it's like, the auditory was just so intense. And I had to like go lie down. And I told Gaytan, I'm like, you have to stop what you're doing. Like, come sit down, like stop making noise. And so he came to sit down and he closed the door and then it was like quieter. And that felt so much better. Like there was just, the auditory was just crazy. Like everything was heightened. And so it felt a little bit uncomfortable and then kind of had to like quiet that down. And so I just lied there for a little bit and was focusing on my breathing. And as I was lying there and my eyes were closed, I literally could like start seeing all these fractals and like rainbows of colors was just shooting across my face. So um, I, or like my mind's eye, you know, I could see like pink and then like this like rainbow like of pink would come by and then I would see blue and then like this like shooting like blue thing would come by and then like green and like literally going through all the colors of the rainbow and it was really cool. And then at this point, I really couldn't even feel my hands. They were there and I'm looking at them, but like it was hard to kind of use them and they were feeling a little bit numb and funky. And so now by this time, it was like food was ready. Um, Gaytan had kind of like put food in the oven to warm up. And so he calls me over to the kitchen to go eat. And he's sitting there eating and I'm looking at him and just laughing. We're both actually just laughing. And 
I'm just like, how the hell are you eating right now? Like I couldn't even hold up my fork and I'm looking at him and I'm trying to eat and mimic him. Like it was so funny and it was so challenging to sit there and eat. And I managed to kind of half eat and figure it out. But I just remember sitting here, sitting there thinking, why is this so hard? Oh my God, this is so funny. And I'm like, thank God nobody's here right now and can see me because this just looks ridiculous. Um, and then after that, you know, we ate a little bit and then it kind of like started wearing off a bit. I still felt like, you know, a little bit, a little bit like this funkiness in my body and, um, was still kind of seeing fractals. And, um, yeah, by this time we just kind of chilled out. We were just sitting on the couch and we were chatting a little bit and then, um, and that was kind of it, you know, and you just kind of like wore off from there and you just kind of, kind of go back to feeling normal, but not really. Um, and so that lightness and that experience has literally been with me since that day. And like, literally it was that transformative. I feel like a completely different person since I did LSD. And it reminded me of just like simplicity. And it reminded me just so much of finding joy in the little things. And I think it's one of the reasons why I've had such a profound and amazing summer is because I've really listened to that inner voice to slow down and be present and to just enjoy and and really enjoy my summer, which is truly what I've done. I feel like I've just squeezed every ounce of fun and joy and beauty out of this summer as I possibly can. And it's not over yet because of the time that I'm recording this, we're actually heading off to Europe next week. So I'm so excited for that. We're off to Switzerland and Italy. So very exciting. Um, so my summer, I feel like, you know, summer vacation is still very much continuing well into September. But that that experience, it helped me to reconnect back to myself, to my femininity, especially that experience that I had in the water with like my womb and this baby. And it really helped me to see like this power as women that we have inside of us and this joyfulness that we all can experience and just the beauty that is around us every day and to really bask in that. And so I've been really bringing that energy into my every day and it's been so transformative. I've been bringing that energy into my work and really listening to that inner child and that inner voice that's telling me to slow down and telling me to play and it's through the play and it's through the slowing down that I have been able to truly reconnect to myself and really step more into my feminine nature, my, my femininity. I feel like I've been able to reclaim so much of that because there's a lot of masculine energy that runs my day because I am running a business and being behind the computer and, you know, all the things that come with that and all the work that needs to get done. And of, as, as much as I love it, it's always trying to 
I'm always trying to find this balance between that masculine and that feminine. And, you know, I've spent so much more time in the kitchen and cooking and baking. And to be clear, I'm not saying that that's where women need to be, but those are the things that bring me joy. Those are the things that light me up. And so I've been really conscious to do that. And doing those things, those activities helps me to connect to my femininity. Playing, sitting outside, being in the sun, reading books, listening to podcasts, writing. Even if I just take my laptop outside and throw on my bathing suit and work outside, even that just feels so much better than being up in my office. And so I'm not saying one is like right or one is wrong. It's it's finding the balance of all of that. So of course, I'm sitting here in my office recording because I can't be outside and record. It's too loud, right? But recognizing that, okay, I'm here in my office and I'm spending the day in here and there's work that needs to get done. Great. That's one part of my day. And what I'm kind of seeing as the masculine part of my day. And now as I close work and I move on to the evening and into, you know, later afternoon part of my day, what does that look like? What can I do now in that part of the day so I can connect to myself? I can connect to nature, to feel grounded, to connect to that femininity and that inner child. What do I need to do to play, to, you know, bring that smile back on my face that goes from cheek to cheek? Like that, those are now the questions that I'm starting to ask myself and the conversations that I'm having with myself. And it's in doing that, that I, again, I just feel so much more connected to myself and I feel like I've also been able to support my nervous system in that way too. Because when we are in this masculine go, go, go energy, work, 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 more to do, your nervous system is just on constant high alert. And it's like I had to give my nervous system that opportunity to rest. And that nervous system will rest when I can accept stepping more into that feminine part of myself. And so if that makes sense. I feel like I just went on a random little rant there, which I often do. So I I hope that makes sense. And perhaps maybe it will help you to, you know, tune into your body and what's being asked of you and how you can connect to that femininity inside of you. Right. So, um, that's my experience with LSD and, it was a beautiful experience. It was actually quite profound and I will definitely do it again for sure. Um, I think that as with any medicine, it's important to have just this respect for it. And before you use it, you know, asking yourself like, what is the intention of why you want to use this? And for me, it's always been about an opportunity to learn more about myself, to connect to myself, to connect to my intuition, and to just open opening me up to parts that, you know, the light and the dark, right? And recognizing where as much power there is in the light, there's also power in the darkness and looking through that and seeing what needs to be healed or transformed or what needs to be transcended so that you can step more into that light. And just like the masculine and the feminine, there's always going to be the light and the dark, right? And so I really hope that that just gives you a little bit of insight um, 
if my experience could maybe help ease some of your discomfort around trying LSD. I'm not saying that everybody needs to go out and do it. Um, I think, uh, number one, that's a choice you need to make for yourself. Uh, number two, you need to be conscious of where you do it with whom and where you're getting your medicines from. And, um, the intentionality around it is really, really important. But I do think that if you are looking to explore more about you and consciousness and your just have a deeper connection to your intuition and and yourself as a whole i think that that's where these medicines can really be powerful specifically when it comes to ayahuasca i think that i think actually i, I shouldn't even say specifically with ayahuasca i think that if i had done these medicines without having done the personal growth work, I don't think they would have been as powerful or as transformative as they've been. I do really think that if you're going to dive into these medicines, that you spend the time doing some of the personal growth work. And, you know, somebody who just wants to like, oh yeah, ayahuasca sounds cool. I, I want to try that. Um, I would say no. <laughs> I think that maybe you start with something like psilocybin and start to just do some of that deeper work starting there before you move on to, you know, something bigger like ayahuasca or perhaps even LSD. Um, and so I, I think that it's important to have a deeper sense of self before you embark on these. And, you know, I think other people might maybe say the opposite. They might say that it's doing these psychedelics and using these medicines that actually help you connect to your deeper sense of self. But I've just seen through experience that um, it, they can be very hard to navigate when you don't have that sense of self because there's so many things that can come up. Um, there's so much healing and there can be sometimes darkness that comes up for you to work through. And if you don't have the tools to work through them, they then it can be really challenging, right? So that's why I think that embarking on this journey, if this is something you're really interested in, you just start small. You start with doing the inner work and doing some of that personal growth work and and connecting with yourself without these medicines and um and then and then you can you can dive in deeper and utilize them as a tool. And so that's ultimately what they are. They are a tool in my toolbox to help me expand and grow and learn and unlearn and connect and that's really what they are. As beautiful as they are, where the real work lies is afterwards. It's the integration. It's now with all that this medicine may have taught you and all that you may have seen, now what? Now what do you do with that, right? And so it really is about how you integrate back into your everyday with these medicines and how you're going to take those learnings into your everyday. There are definitely people that I know who go to a lot of ceremonies and, you know, like ayahuasca ceremonies. And it's just like constant 
And again, there's no judgment here. Like everybody's on their own path, but I think there needs to come a point where you, you have to step back to integrate what you're learning and why you're doing it. And otherwise, what I think can happen is we think the more we do them, the closer we're going to be to reaching some sort of answer or some form of enlightenment. And that's not actually the case. The more you do it, the more you keep going back, or if you've been to a hundred ceremonies, ayahuasca ceremonies, that doesn't mean you're going to be closer to whatever end goal you're trying to achieve. Um, So this is why the integration part is really, really important. So I think I'm going to end this here. I hope that gave you guys some insights. And I would love to hear from you if this sparked any interest or any questions that come to mind that you'd love to connect with me on. Don't hesitate to connect with me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. And I really think that we are heading into this new paradigm with plant medicines and psychedelics as a whole, where it could truly revolutionize mental health and like healthcare in general, and also deepen our understanding of the mind. And they are really powerful. They're to be respected. And I, I just think they're, they're, they're an amazing tool to have at our fingertips that we can use as a spiritual experience to, to experience a spiritual experience, um, and a deeper connection to self. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. And if you're open to it, amazing. And if not, that's also amazing. It's all good. We're all on our own journey. It took about 20 years before I went to an ayahuasca ceremony. I had a friend ask me for many, many years when I was in my like late teens, early 20s. He was constantly inviting me to these ayahuasca ceremonies and I would hear all these friends talk about it. He was a little bit older than me at the time. Um, I mean, he still is. <laughs> He was older than me. And so um, he would invite me to these and I would just be like, no, no way. And thank God I didn't go because who I was then, having embarked on those journeys, I don't think I would have had the respect or the understanding and just that depth that I can bring to myself and to those medicines now, you know, versus when I was like in my 20s. There's no way I could have had that level of connection or intuition, I needed to go through these years of personal growth to get to this point where I could feel more grounded and rooted in who I am in order to go to experience, you know, ayahuasca. And so when it did come up again two years ago and I was asked to go, it was an instant like heart resounding yes. Like I just knew it was time and it came at the right time. And so don't force it. It will come in the right time in the timeline that is meant for you. So thank you so much for being with me today and for listening. And um, again, like I said, if you guys have questions or you want to continue this conversation, come connect with me over on Instagram. Thank you so much for being with me today. I will chat with you guys real soon. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.